Welcome to Pigoted Podcast, the perfect balance of brains and bullshit. For extra special content, check out our Patreon over at www.patreon.com slash pigoted. The truth is a fact, a fib is a fiction. A theory is a clear and objective description of that which exists. How it is, how it isn't, by history or science or some defined discipline. And so theory goes. If you hold the opinion that truth is so easily known and envisioned. But what if, quote, truth as you know it is hidden by myths you've been told that you don't know you're living? What if powers that be control how the truth's given? And even how science and history are written? And even the means of theorizing's conditioned by the interest of those in the power position? Welcome to Pigoted Podcast. Joining us today is comedian Garrett Millerick. Hi. Hello, Freddie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> that was so professional to start with. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I'm going to keep it in, like, it's very in early in the morning. So business yeah. parking rug corn. <laughs> Get all the great gigs. And our expert is cage fighter um, Dean Garnett. Hi, mate. Hello, boys. Is, is, is cage fighter the technically accurate, correct term? I just prefer the word athlete, professional athlete. Yeah. Cage fighting's not... Doesn't doesn't have a good a good ring to it, does it? I don't think it does the sport just to see the Really? Yeah. Why not? I just think cage fighting, I think anyone can get in a cage and fight, can't they? So I just think the way No, it, I'd like to say <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd certainly rather not. Yeah, How do you progress to cage fighting? Just like the boxing, you're doing it and you're like, this looks a little bit too open. I'll sum, get this. summarise my sort of journey with it. I remember being a, an eight year old who started boxing. That was my route into combat sport as a primary school child. And then I remember watching Chuck Liddell fight Randy Couture on Bravo. Do you know what I mean? It was okay. like 11 o'clock, should have been in bed, but I was up watching Bravo. And I'm thinking, wow, that's insane. Like, I was looking at the submission stuff. Because when you look at striking, yeah, anyone can throw a punch, can't he? It might not be a good punch, but we can all close our eyes, put our head down and wing a big shot. And potentially clip someone on the chin and knock them out. We've all got that ability to a point. Whereas when you look at the grappling aspects, to me, I was like watching human chess. So that was me at like 10, 11, and I was obsessed with it then. And then I finally found you could do it in, in, you know, locally in England. I used to think this must just be in America. Right, right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it took me from 12 to 19 to actually figure that out and go and do it. But, yeah. You see, I love I love boxing, um, and I used to watch it loads um, uh, and go to fights and stuff like that. I used to really enjoy it. But it is just like, all right, okay, apart from the uh, Fury Wilder fight that was incredible, it's lost its way so much now. I was expecting I, to be out of my depth in this podcast. I wasn't expecting to be out of my depth 90 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> do you not watch, do you not watch? Like, I, I have a, I have a, a, a no sport policy that's just developed across my life. Though. I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't watch sport. It's, it's, the thing for me is, or indeed do it. like, imagine you really enjoy something, just anything, and no. YouTubers <laughs> just start doing it. Just YouTubers start doing it and get millions and millions of pounds for it. And everyone wants to watch them. It's infuriating. No what talking about. <laughs> infuriating, mate. Right, okay. Do you know Jake Paul and Logan Paul and those people? No. No, so they are very big. Really? You don't know who they are? No. Really? Legit? Legitimately, I don't know who you're talking about. Mate. Okay, so, so Jake Paul and Logan Paul are very big. YouTubers, right, and they decided to take a foray into the world of boxing, right, uh, and they've had a few. Pr- Who's he fought? Um, Jake fought Paul, Tyrone Woodley, Ben Askren. Um, he fought, he fought a, uh, a a basketball player yeah. who was on his first fight and just knocked him on his ass. Uh, Mayweather as well, didn't he fight? Did he fight? Yeah, he, he fought, May- but that was the biggest fucking. 
Yeah. It's so just, they get, well, why are they doing it? So YouTubers, as in like, why did the professional boxing promoters go yes to that? Money. Right. They make shit tons. But like, are they handy or are they like in line no, to get killed? All right. I think Jake Paul was, was a collegiate wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who got into boxing? So they're actually okay, not bad. Okay. He's got some legit wins over people like Ben Askren, and but they're not just like influencers getting into the ring. No, the the influencers with a combat sports background, okay, getting into the ring. But if they fought anyone that really even half knew what they were doing, then it'd just be game over. Right? Are you up for it? Me, I'd, I mean, for the amount of money they're throwing at people, it, it it's it's painful to watch for probably people. Like myself, who spent a long time around the sport, put a lot more into the sport. And I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about people who've gone even further than I have, who've probably never even smelt that sort of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet these YouTuber guys are offering, like... Well, I remember, like, years ago, a friend of mine was training to be a chef, and he was just starting to work in, in his first professional restaurants and stuff. And Jamie Oliver did that Channel 4 program where he was like, we're going to take 15... People are on the, on the dole. We're going to make them professional chefs. And there were bits of the program where Jamie was going around and someone hadn't shown up for four days. He's like, come on, mate, get out of bed. And my friend and his mates who were training to be chefs were like, fuck, because they'd give their left arm yeah. to be yeah, anywhere yeah. near that opportunity. And they're having to watch that on TV. It's there was another one where Jamie Oliver taught people in a prison how to uh, be a chef. <laughs> and there were some people who were like, nah, bruv, I'm not getting up today. I'm not bothering with it. It's like, what else have you got going on, pal? What, what the, come right, on, right. there's nothing else happening. You're all over it, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, just go, just walk downstairs and But ah. maybe that's your idea of hard time. You know, you're gonna do it like what's gonna happen? Professional chefs are gonna show up and they're gonna film you making an omelette. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I haven't got the confidence. Yeah, yeah, stick me in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> solitary. Yeah. I'll do solitary. I'm not fucking dealing with Jamie Oliver's bullshit. Yeah, this guy's like fought off prison shankings and stuff. He's a hard guy. He's like, now. MasterChef time, like, no, done, I'm out. <laughs> Prison shankings have gone up, but with really beautiful clean cuts. Yeah, yeah, very, like, very well gorgeous done. little clean cuts. He's done that well, hasn't he? He's really fucking chopped that liver perfectly. Uh, we're not talking about this, by the way, though. We're talking about uh, COVID and vaccine passports and vaccines and shit like that. Oh, great. Now, we're looking to get ourselves in trouble on the internet, are we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Fuck it, let's go for it. Yeah. I, what are you? Are you pro-vaccine, anti- Have you, Adam? I'm very keen on... Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm uh, double Pfizer. Uh, I'm double Pfizer as well. Yeah, because we're under 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I got it. I, I generally... Um, I, I sort of, in, in the do-what-you're-told... Bracket. <laughs> Dean's fuming at that. <laughs> I, I like people. Well, to be honest, actually, when you put like that, do as you're told. But I like the idea of people being able to practice informed consent. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the legal. That's our legal right. Yeah, to yeah, practice sure. informed consent. And I think the question is now is, has it been possible to practice informed consent? Well, I'm a very uh, fat man, and they they said you have a very high chance of dying if you get it. And although I was really enjoying being inside and getting the free money, I just had a baby <laughs> and didn't need to get back to work. They were like, what's the swiftest route back to work? And they were like, this uh, huge gang of medical professionals say, two of these, you can go back to work. And I was like, thank you very much. Do that. <laughs> Did you, have you had COVID at any point? Uh, I'm fairly sure I have had COVID, uh, but I had original. Oh, everyone's sure that they have, no, though. No, no. Everyone's got the COVID So story. I had original COVID. Like, I was absolutely, um, I was delighted when lockdown got, uh, got called because uh, I've been on tour a lot and I've been in America. And at the beginning of 2020, I was doing a tour of Southeast Asia. And so I was 
flying all over Southeast Asia on uh, airlines every day. And then I came home, um, not feeling, feeling a bit run down, like I had flu and whatnot. And um, I hadn't read anything about anything. This was very early doors. So I just went about my business um, feeling rotten for like two weeks. And I think that was probably original... COVID before it became popular. Before it became popular. Before I it became mainstream. I had it before all these twats on cruise ships <laughs> and stuff were having it. Or was it the flu before they renamed it? Uh, oh, here we go. We, this is a good question to ask. I, uh, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I was, uh, I'm not dead. Um, I quite possibly did spread it around a bit uh, un- unknowingly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't generally like cough on people. I don't, um, I'm not massively keen on people, so I don't stand close <laughs> to them anyway. So I'm not like a... <laughs> Not like, super spreader. Yeah, I'm not super spreader. Yeah. I'm pretty, I haven't got enough friends to be a yeah, super yeah, spreader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I basically I like spending too much time by myself to be considered a super spreader. So I'm all right. Like even if I got it, they're like oh, keep two and a half meter distances. Like I'd be fucking delighted. <laughs> Absolutely delighted. You, you were doing that before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, that was the greatest thing about it. They're like everyone has to stay two and a half meters away from you. Like that is what I've been asking for my entire life. Do you know what? With the masks in public thing, like some people really benefited from that and they have no idea because there are some ugly fucking cunts in the world yeah but uh, cover half your face is like they have done you a solid my friend so, some miserable fuckers as well you, you just don't need to look at their tropes do you when they're walking around the do, do you know what i found as well is i like listening to music when i'm shopping and stuff like that i yeah. found like i could like lip sync along and not be self-conscious <laughs> i could get myself in the fucking I started, I started talking to myself more than normal throughout the shop so I started doing that a few years ago. Um, about 10 years ago, I lived with myself for the first time and I spent a period of time, uh, I think about three weeks, and I didn't see another human being. And then I got into the habit of talking to myself quite a lot. And then I found myself in like Sainsbury's doing it when you're standing there sort of going, do I want beef or do I want chicken? I do wow. prefer. And then you notice like, someone looking at you and like, Whoa, hold it together. And then um, you're sort of walking around yeah. with a little uh, mask in your face, muttering to yourself. So oh. it, it very very much aided my uh, my trip into old age, which I've been hurtling towards since I was about. Do you 12. know what I talk to myself, but only when I'm hungover, and I don't talk thoughts. I talk like motivational. <laughs> so I go, "Come on, you can do this. Come on, like you can get out of bed. Come on, there we go." All That'd right. be great seeing you wandering around town with a mask on, going, "I'm a king. I can do this." I, do. Go I go around guy. like Tesco guy. getting a meal deal, going. All right, okay, what do we want? Come on, let's just get through this. Yeah, and if you can do that beyond the privacy of a mask, AirPods yeah. in, mask on, ideally glasses, hat down, and we're all in our little bubble. Stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> what a nirvana. <laughs> have you had COVID? Did you, have you had it at any point, Dave? I mean, I had something in November 2019 that very much sounded like, because what you got to remember is when, when, the, when it all started, they put out a list of symptoms, right? Yeah. Shortness of breath, low-grade fever, a cough that can lead to acute respiratory failure, loss of taste and smell. I didn't have the loss of taste and smell, but I had all them symptoms in November 2019, and I couldn't shake this horrible chest. Well, for me, as a fat, borderline alcoholic with a smoking addiction, it was very difficult for me to tell anyway. Yeah. In terms of the list of you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's just how I am as a normal person. Yeah, it's like Saturday morning. Well, yeah. I've had, so I had proper... Covid, get tested and everything. Tested Covid, defo Covid. I'll tell you what happened. I was doing a gig in Leeds, right, on the Wednesday of October last, yeah, this time last year. Um, And uh, on the Friday, we got a message in a group chat to say the show manager has tested positive for Covid. Now, she was wearing a mask and I didn't say two words to her. 
because uh, it's the show manager and I don't care. Do you know, like, like they're literally just telling me when I'm going to go on stage. I'm not going to have a 20 minute chat with them. And she was wearing it and she was far away. Didn't think about it. Um, anyway, on the, on the Saturday, I was driving to a gig and I felt fine, but I was like, um, you know, I'm not worried. And then on the Sunday, I felt it got to about nine o'clock at night. And I just felt really tired. And I was like, oh, I probably just haven't had a good night's sleep or whatever. I'm going to get to bed. It was a bit weird for me. I, I, I went to bed. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was in like a, a cold sweat. And I was like, oh, I must have just left the radiator on or some, someone's left the radiator on. Yeah. Hey, don't worry about it. And I woke up the next day, I had a bit of a headache, took some paracetamol, just got on with my fucking life. N- nothing had twigged at this point because it didn't feel like anything. And then the next day I woke up and I had a rash all over the backs of my hands, like a little tiny pinpricks uh, of a red rash. I was like, well, that's fucking weird. That's not been publicised in the... Well, this is it. Yeah. So I messaged this group, and as it turned out, two other people had just tested positive for COVID who were acts. And I was like, do any of you have a rash? And one of them was like, yeah, I had a rash on my arms. I was like, little tiny pinpricks. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's what this is. So I rang an HS111 and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to book in for like a COVID thing, whatever. And she was like, all right, okay. Have you got shortness of breath? And I was like, no. Have you got a cough? I was like, no. Have you lost your sense of taste and smell? And I said, no. She went, well, we can't book you in for anything. I said, well, this is what's happened. This is why I think I've got COVID. Like, I'm not... You shouldn't have said that if you said you were around someone who's been tested positive for COVID. Exactly. So so I spoke to a mate of mine, and he said, just if you fill it out online, you you can just fucking make it up. I was like, yeah, I should probably get tested. So I went, filled it out online, got an appointment within the hour, literally went to my local COVID testing uh, facility, went there. There was nobody there. There was no one there, yeah. Nobody there. I've had a few PCOs recently. Completely fucking empty. Completely empty, yeah. And you're like, well, why... You're like, why are you rationing this out? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody here. So I went there, did the fucking swabby swab swab thing, pop it in, get your results in two days. Now, in two days' time, I developed a little cough, but it was like the smoker's cough. It was like... How long did the rash take to go away? A couple of days, maximum. But it wasn't like a painful rash or anything. It was just... But I, I developed a little bit of a smoker's cough, and it was like, you know when you... Um, uh, you quit smoking, and then you go on the piss, and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get a pack of fags, and you just chung them... And the next day you wake up and you go, oh, God, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was what it was, right? My missus had also got COVID by this point. But we had, like I say, we were both incredibly mild. I wouldn't have even noticed. Had it not been COVID, 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 COVID. What did your PCR then when you got it? What, did it come back positive? Positive, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my missus did one as well. She came back positive. She, her symptoms, she lost her sense of taste and smell. And she had slightly achy legs. But that was it. Right. Mine, I had a very slight cough. Again, I wouldn't have noticed. I, I, I've honestly had worse hangovers. Was she able to get a PCR or they were like, achy legs is not on the list? <laughs> well, this is it. But the, the, the thing is, though, is what's really interesting about it is that how I found it is that actually having COVID isn't bad. or any, or It certainly wasn't for me. The worst bit is that people and the media scare you. So they go, oh, listen, listen. Yeah, you're fine now. But day seven, you could wake up and you could be unable to breathe. And well, so you're like, shit, I'm fine now. But I think also the thing what is... What if? It's, it's more... I don't know if it's, if it's scaring you necessarily just for yourself. Like, one, yeah, you've got to look after yourself. But two, it's 
it's spreading it and then people could die from you spreading it is one of the Oh, I didn't care about that at all. <laughs> no, no, but but they but they do, which is why they they are looking to scare. Okay, you. Mm, I, I think that's questionable whether the people promoting fear are really trying to do that. Um, okay. We got to think both guys is both of you guys are double fires, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Who's paid the biggest fine on record ever? Do you know who it is? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Pfizer. It's Pfizer. Yeah, Smith it's said Pfizer. He had quite a big one for the Mersey. And it was flight. multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fucking toll bridge. Yeah. Um, uh, it, you know, the, these organisations, like Joe Rogan shared a funny video the other day and it was like, such and such brought to you by Pfizer and it went through like 50 shows on American TV or brought to you by Pfizer. But what was the fine for? What was the fine for? Yeah. Um, well, all the fines are to do with lying. Okay. So fraud. Yeah. Okay. Um, hide and safety adverse event data okay. on children. Right. So these are quite these are convicted felons we're talking about here. These yeah. are criminal organisations. And what I find interesting is whenever there are these fines, what you'll find is no individual person goes to jail because it's not like Doctor Such and Such. It's actually the organisation yeah. operates criminally from the top down, but they've got it custody where they just have to pay a big fine. So what's their what's their motivation? Well, this is this is this is a good question to ask. Um, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? No. Okay, so Klaus Schwab is the leader of the Economic Forum. These are some of the videos I wanted you to watch so that you okay. need a bit of context. Okay. So if you just Google Klaus Schwab, tons of shit will come up. He's the chairman of the World Economic Forum. So okay. what you have to think about is when we look at society and how society moves forward and changes or is socially engineered, is who are the people who have the power to shape how society develops yeah. and who are the profiteers and yeah. what, well, why would these people want to do that so these are just good questions to ask like I spent 75% of my life questioning none of this stuff completely buying right into every single bit of it without question thinking I'm just what definitely. led you into questioning it I, I've got this friend who like didn't particularly perform that like I was someone who was top of the top sets in school and done really well and he was the opposite yeah. but he was always on me saying like such and such is corrupt this is an inside job and I was like no it's not couldn't be done you couldn't you couldn't have that many people on board they're too smart to be fooled and all these things and yeah. then I got looking into 9-11 I had to look extensively to be convinced that there might have been something untoward in that and then that's what kind of opened my mind and then made me probably pursue this information a bit more. Um, so the COVID thing, st- it, the COVID thing, is it connected to nine eleven or just in terms of your interest? I, in I, it? I would say, I would say um, the World Economic Forum um, and the the power, the hidden hand behind these sorts of institutions like the UN, the United Nations, sure. World Economic Forum, the Bilderberg Group, these elitist institutions potentially could have been involved in both of these. These, but events. okay, so for nine eleven, if you go down. Broadly, as I understand it, sort of the conspiracy theory surrounding 9-11 is that this was done to uh, you know, give power for wars and whatnot so you could kick up the military-industrial complex and pump money into that and yeah. whatnot and spend trillions It's always that. easy to justify it when you can see the money. Sure, but I can't see the money in terms of COVID because you had everyone like I, okay, in, okay, indoors okay, doing nothing okay, let me and just stopping, challenge stopping the economy. Let me challenge you. There's no challenge because I just... like. I, well, there is a challenge because okay. you've, just, you've just made the statement that there isn't money to be made on COVID. No, I said okay. I can't see it. Okay, you can't see it, but it's 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 right in front of your nose. So right. the something called Operation Moonshot... Right, there's a British medical journal article on this. That's a hundred billion pound contract, yeah. right, for PCR testing. Do you know who created the PCR test? 
No. His name's Carrie Mullis. Okay. And he's a Nobel Prize winner. Okay. Yeah. He died in August 2019. If so you he, list, if like you before he could really reap the. Yeah, you'd be well, no, he, 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 absolutely. He, if you if you managed to pull he, this he off, would have died just before the billion. No, he, the he, Van Gogh of COVID. <laughs> he, he would have already reaped his rewards, I think, to be honest, because now the PCR testing is run by private firms. Yeah. So Operation Moonshot is taxpayer funded, and it's a hundred billion pound. Yeah, yeah. The NHS budget's only two thirds of that. Yeah. So we just spent more than the NHS, a third more than the NHS budget, just on all this testing. Oh, and again, the testing's not very accurate. I've shared many times videos of the likes of Boris Johnson, Dominic Raab talking about the lateral flow, not the PCR, saying it's seven percent accurate. The NHS budget's over a hundred billion. So in two thousand twenty, they spent two hundred and thirty something billion on the NHS, and okay, I only well. know that because I got into an argument with somebody uh, literally the other day where they were talking about NHS funding and whether or not it's increased or decreased. But I agree with what you're saying that it's a really large percentage. A hundred billion pound is fucking loads. Like that, that's just the testing. That's yeah, not that's like, crazy. Not all the that's not like the vaccines that every man and his dog has. So know. can I ask? Uh, are you coming from the perspective that j- just so I know, like, because um, because like I think with conspiracy theories and stuff like that, well, let, I let, hate let's, the let's term. take that word conspiracy theory because oh, right now we haven't spoken of any theories. All right, we just mentioned nine eleven being an inside job, but other than that, yeah. we're, we're talking well, about facts. Operation Moonshot's fact. Carrie Mullis's fact. Okay. I think. Yeah, so you're so right. So just stick to the facts and then we can have our opinions at the end. But no, I'm not going to talk about any conspiracy theories today because well, we don't need to. Sure. There's I think so as facts well, and information to call on. I sure. think as well the term is unhelpful because it makes it sound like if you do anything other than accept a specific narrative... Then you're this thing, then, that's a label. So what I think is better is to think of it as just an alternative way narrative. of collating the information that you've right. got. It's an alternative narrative. So, so what I sort of think is interesting to find out first of all dean is is do you think that covid is a real thing um do you I don't th- know I, okay so, let, let me um, go back to klaus Schwabersech. so this is on my page if you go on my instagram page first highlight says klaus schwab it's right. a video okay and it's him it's on the un website this video and it's him talking about the fourth industrial revolution which is why i think we're having this COVID pandemic. It's to bring about the fourth industrial revolution. Okay. Now, he talks about this in the video that's on my page. It's his words, not mine. But he talks about how the fourth industrial revolution will be about revolutionising the humans. Not the machinery. It'll be about changing the humans. And then he talks about genetic editing, saying if you take this genetic editing that's coming, then, you know, you will essentially... Has it changed what it means to be human? This is a good question. So, so we are changed for having had well, Pfizer. I, I'm, I haven't said that. I'm just telling you what Klaus Schwab said. Yeah, yeah, but that's potentially, okay. that's potentially out there, right? So, so he said that. Okay. okay. He said that, not me. That Klaus Schwab's words, leader of the Economic Forum okay. in 2015. Okay. okay. Yeah. So what, what you need to ask is, why did someone like me sit on a podcast, which you can watch, you can listen to me, talk to two guests like yourselves, yeah. who thought I was coming on talk about them, and I said, listen... As of next year, you're going to be forced to like. I have watched some of that. Yeah, I have so some so of that. so for me to come out and say that that's a c- completely bizarre thing to say, very random. Yeah, there's no reason for me to promote that ideology to people and tell people something's going to happen. They'd sure. say, "Well, how are they going to get everyone to take a vaccine?" I'm not having a vaccine, and I'd say, "Well, I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that it's documented in all these documents." But other than so. If they've already spent the money buying all the vaccines... No, they haven't spent the money buying all the vaccines. No, but sure, but like it, in terms of what's the motivation for them for us all to take the vaccine? 
Well, I, I, I can only ask questions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people like Klaus Schwab saying, well, is, is this part of that, that, that fourth of that? I don't know the answers. Yeah. I'm asking questions, mate. I'm, I'm just... Yeah, well, me too. I mean, yeah, yeah, this no, is the first I'm hearing of... Yeah, so, so I don't know. I don't... I, don't, I mean, I, what, what, what I could say, in 2019, I could sit down and I could look at where the world's probably going to go cashless, um, everything being digitalised, digital identities, yeah. mandatory vaccinations. I knew they were really important in this agenda. Um, leading into 2030. But I'd say with the, the cashless, cashless thing, the cashless I think thing. it's a separate thing. But, but with the cr- cashless, it's great. It's convenient, it's so isn't great, it? Because you can pay on your watch now. Like, like it's convenient. Like, like I like the, the, the cashless thing because yeah, yeah. I can literally, rather than fucking having a dick about with money, my, I can just boop and then my, I'm gone. Although the one thing I would say about that, I can get in, like I know we said we're talking about information, I will get onto a conspiracy theory here. Uh, the only place that I have been asked to have cash since COVID is an NHS hospital for the parking because they're looking to give people tickets. They are earning so much money giving people tickets wow. that they won't go cashless in the hospitals. And I said to the woman, I was, she was like, oh, you need a £10 note. And I was like, I haven't had cash since last March. And she was like, we get that a lot. And I was like, of course you do. Yeah. It's not then that's a private company running the yeah, yeah. car park thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, but same with that fucking Mersey Flow Bridge. Exactly, tiny little oh, writing. Course, pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. please make sure that you pay by midnight tomorrow. And it's Cheers. got the congestion charging logo from London. So I've got a congestion charging London account because I'm going to London a lot. And yeah. I just thought, ah, oh, it's the same, it's oh, the yeah. same thing. So I'll be covered. Have you ever driven? I mean, you've driven around Newcastle and places yeah, 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 like yeah. that. There are places in Newcastle where you drive around. And you are just in a bus lane. And it's like, yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. did I, this happen? Yeah, no, Nottingham no bu- as well. Yeah, there's no bus stops around here. What the fuck? Oh, just this the, this bit was a bus lane. You're like, you fucking prick. That's the bit. Like, I don't mind about anyone, like, like vaccine and things like that. That's not, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's yeah. the car thing. It's the imaginary bus lanes. It's all of that. My one as well. Temporary speed camera. Uh, the speed vans. Yeah, yeah, I got done one. one Motherfuckers. There's one near me, right? And there's a, a police constabulary there. Uh, I'm pointing to nothing. Uh, there's a police constabulary. Uh, it's right next to a dual carriageway. And they park in the lay-by. And you come off the roundabout. And then you go to do 60, because it's a dual carriageway. But there's a bit between the roundabout and the bit where it's officially 60, where they've decided it's 50. Yeah. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah, mate, I'm not joking, from Bristol, like, in the same week... I had £80 worth of fines come through the door for the bridge. I had a speeding fine from a bleeding. It, it was a red light camera, but now it's a speed camera. And what's annoying is, as you go through it, you can see a 40, like 100 yards up. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going 37, but it's uh, not a 40 till it's there. See, this would be All my, in one week. This would, be my, uh, this would be my gateway drug into understanding the whole COVID thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand greedy councils <laughs> yeah. who are looking to pump money out of road users, putting cameras around and forcing us into bus yeah. lanes and everything. So I can see it on that level. I'll tell so you I what. guess it's... You're, you're telling I'm me to, to open your eyes. You're telling me to bit, raise yeah. my eyes up and say there are How greedy, many? greedy councils on a global scale, and COVID. But even back. more greedy and even more insidious. So this is our, this but, is this is a huge bus lane for the human. Here's the thing. Basically, race. we're all stuck <laughs> on a big bus lane right now. I'm on board. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what though? As well, is <laughs> right. So it I, is I, like I, that because it's you, you can take that metaphor even further because the, the more you start to look at speed cameras in weird fucking places, yeah, yeah, the more you see it, and then the less you see speed cameras where you go, it'd make sense to have a speed camera there. Like for example, yeah. how many speed cameras have you seen going down a hill? Fucking shitloads because it's kind of hard to maintain your speed when you're going down a hill. How many speed cameras have you seen outside of school? 
None. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's never been a speed camera outside of school. They're always at points to catch you out. Yeah, yeah, if you want to get me into sort of governments, evil corporations, and everyone going around <laughs> to sort of ruin my day, parking is very much, <laughs> parking and speed cameras are very much my gateway drug. It just seemed like the NHS, the hospice thing, when, when my daughter was born, I couldn't, I'd like, I've, I've had, yeah. I've mentioned it on stage, I've had so many problems with the Gemini parking solutions, incidentally. Like, never mind about the Bilderberg group and. and Gemini Parking Solutions, <laughs> who run uh, hospital car parks. Um, absolute gang of complete fucking cunts. Yeah. Uh, because that, that those hospitals are ours. We paid for them. That's my parking space. Who the fuck are Gemini Parking Solutions? Exactly. Why do I have to find a pound and give it to Gemini Parking Solutions? Evil corporations coming together with health services. Yeah. Health services conspiring not to go cashless in a cashless world. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's fucking evil. Let's go. Let's I, go. I on, agree with that. I'm ready to hear more now. I just needed to warm myself yeah. up. I definitely it. agree with that. Yeah. Like, I agree. I 100% believe that there are councils that do that. 100% to, yeah. to generate money. Well, it's I, like recycling. The entire recycling industry is a complete fraud. As it's well. a complete fraud, yeah. Because the only way you can... Uh, like, source control is the only way that you can actually be environmental. Some people, like, go, oh, I'm... You know, I don't drink cow's milk anymore. I drink almond milk. It's worse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But also, it doesn't matter whether it's almond, oat, cow, soya. Just drinking nine lattes a day is a fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't matter which one you switch to. It's like, oh, if you controlled yourself and just had one latte a day, it wouldn't really matter environmental impact-wise which flavour of milk you had. But no one's willing to make that thing. So I'm so triggered by this because I do this exact thing. Yeah, it's nuts. And you sort of... So the recycling industry is is an industry, and it's stupid. Like, recycling bins, the council... I've got seven bins outside my house, right? Yeah. And they're all made of plastic, they're made by the same industry who are making the bottles. So they're making bottles and then selling plastic bins. So, like, the recycling bins are also going to end up in the sea. And the, the thing is, like, just don't use the plastic. Like, don't drink eight lattes a day. Yeah. Like, our grandparents' generation used to, you, you get a, a bottle, they'd wash the bottle, fill it back up with Coke, milk or wine. Our generation, we take the bottle to a recycling plant, we smash it, they melt it down to make bottles. Yeah, but have, like, you that's that just fucking, have you heard that fucking stupid? Have you that bollocks? But if you use a water bottle too many times, then it, it, it'll degrade and give you cancer. Have you not heard this? That's no. the thing, isn't it? If you is that is that to do with BPAs or something? Yeah, something like that. And it's like, what the fuck? I know they're toxic, like BPAs are toxic. But going back to this though, is is yeah. I genuinely believe that some things are like all interconnected as a way of squeezing as much money out of people as possible. Yeah, but there's other t- like when it comes to government things. A lot of the time, I don't like. I I, I I sort of explain it away by going, "Well, they're just really fucking incompetent and shit." Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean. So, so instead of seeing it as they're all interconnected, they're trying to force a particular agenda. I just go, "Well, they're all really shit at their jobs, and that's why this is happening." I think that's part of it. Is that incompetence is in there? But I think the people at the very top of the pyramid, the control grid. Let's call it the control grid because. It's an easy way to talk about is it. Is that like, is that Boris and... Uh, no, and it's, come on. It's, that's above... So they would control... Imagine readers. it being... Bo- imagine <laughs> Boris was running the world. <laughs> come on, lads. Fucking hell. I, well, I can have no, a laugh, but... He's notionally, like, notionally in charge of something. He is, like, not, he is, not the president's the prime minister, you mean, no, like, like listen, above, above so, that. So I'll, I'll keep it simple with this, right? Yeah, who's in the control? There group? are people who print money, right? So the Federal Reserve is, isn't federal. It's privately run. 
right? And they, they had something called the Federal Reserve Act. I think it was in 1912 that yeah. they created this act. And what that did was it gave the banking dynasties the ability to print money without being audited. You can Google this. This is fact. JFK tried to bring out something called... You can Google, incidentally, you can Google a lot of things that aren't fact. I'm well, I'm just telling you a fact anyway sure, that, okay, that yeah, you've yeah. got the Federal Reserve Act yeah. is a fact. Okay. Isn't this okay. about the time that they moved from the gold standard? I'm going to get to that now. So basically, okay. what, what we had was we had, a, we had a global monetary system originally that was backed by gold. Yeah. And then they got rid of that. And he started printing money on the Federal Reserve out of thin air. Now you think, well, that's just one country. But then we look at the international market. And if you try and trade oil in anything other than dollars, then you're getting invaded for freedom. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So places like Iran in the past, they, they talked about selling oil in euros. And like it's not the right, done right. thing. So gold and petrol or oil are traded in dollars. So that means all the other countries need a supply of dollars. So... For me, until Elon Musk sorts it out, then we got electric maybe, cars. Maybe, but, we're but have again, Mr. Burns with the thing over the sun. Yeah, but again, coming back to that point, mate, the 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 control grid is yeah. there. You've got people who print money at the stop, so they don't do anything for money. They're past money. They're now looking at their 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 modalities control. They're after control because they print the money. You got people coming down the layers who are doing things for. What money. are they looking to control if it's not well, money? I don't really know because. What you got to think about is what, what money is a tool, right? Money, it's called currency. Because my, it my immediate energy. thing is just thinking what everyone's motivation is. So if so, they can just have as much money as they like and they can buy nice things and do whatever they like. That's not what they want, though. Right, but, but what do they want? If they want to control well, people, I, I, what's I, the reason for the control? Well, what, what you're asking me now is, like, why, does a so, why, do, why did Joseph Fritzl rape his daughter and put her in the basement? Right, I, don't, okay. I don't know because so I don't. Just, they're like, just, they are just, naturally. Just, just because I don't have them answers. I mean, I, I don't have them answers because I don't speak to these people. <laughs> that was the weirdest fucking examples. No, it, it, no, it, no, it, I get what he means. It wasn't. I'm not insidious. Like I can't put myself in their shoes. Sure, I get what you mean. It's like some people are just are evil. But, but and they this, want to this, do evil what, 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 what I'm saying isn't. It, it's, it's well documented that people <laughs> like to control other people. Yeah, that, that's human nature. So. It's not something that's completely unheard of. We know that humans can have this. I guess as well, if you get to uh, extreme wealth, if if you get to those extreme, like, like, look, no one gets rich and powerful by being benevolent and like loving. And but if you have loads of money, you can control people. Exactly. Exactly. So you're saying that they call the money anyway. Yeah. So so they can control people. You answered me question. Yeah. Yeah. The reason they wanted to print money. You're saying, but it's not. You're saying it's not money anymore. They're looking for something else. They're looking yeah, for Yeah, so what, so so you're you're but one of these enough cash, you you're one of these elite banking dynasties. You you print the money, so now you can start dictating how but the world works. Is it not yeah. the case that if you have enough money, then you can get anyone to do anything once? No, no, so, but I mean, I, I mean, so, in terms of the thing, if you're a malevolent nutter and you're like, I would like you to go over there and climb up the wall. You no, go, but, there's a tenor. but if you try and control people through money, yeah. right, then you can control them once or maybe twice. But then there'll Depends be a point hungry where, well, yeah, but and, and but there'll be a point where they've got enough money. So, for example, if I said to you, uh, "Would you eat?" Like, if I had an egg cup of shit, yeah, and I went, "Would you eat that for a hundred grand?" Yeah, you'd probably depended if I needed the hundred grand. Yeah, well, all right, okay. So if you did need the hundred grand, yeah, would you eat it? No, no. If you really needed it, no. Sorry, if I didn't need the hundred. Oh yeah. So if you did need a hundred grand, and well, no, no, then, you, then you're getting onto like. But I don't. I don't know. I've never been thing, in a situation where I'm starving. Or, or but here's the thing: you'd eat it. Like for example, get a hundred grand, 
And then if I said, do it I again... I can't believe I agreed to have this conversation at 11 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> completely but then, sober. But then if I said, do it again for another 100 grand, yeah. you'd be like... I've well, got well, I've got enough now. Well, but it depends you, what you've been able to do. If yeah, you took uh, that hundred grand and started a business, and the business needed to expand, you're like, <laughs> yeah, give me I'm, another I'm, cup of shit. I'm, yeah. I'm what, what if up. what if it weren't eating shit? What if it was just telling a lie? And, and then a year later, it was telling can, a lie all so, day long. So look at Matt. Grand. Look at Matt Hancock. Right, where's yeah. he now? What does he do now? But just, my, just answer me question. Just answer me question. I said, where's Matt Hancock now? Well, he what, was now? meant to uh, get what's, that. What's his job now? Well, he, he got sacked from that other job that he... He he, he resigned from the health secretary. Yeah. He became a Tory backbencher. Yeah. Now he's been given a job by the UN advising Africa but on he's climate just, change. But he's just got... He's been he's been sacked from that now. So he's been... Uh, he's, he's been... What's the word? They rescinded the job offer. Okay. Um, but at the time, it was very dodgy. But my point was going to be that... If I try and financially motivate you to do something, you do it once or twice, but then when you become financially independent, that stops working. So whereas if I if if I motivate you with fear and I top that fear up, yeah. then it doesn't matter how many times. I want to know though what I'm being asked to do for my vaccine. Because for me it was they said like take it and you'll have a reduced chance of dying. I was like, Great, I'm a parent, that seems like a good thing to have uh-huh. and also you can go back to work so so i enjoy going to work so i was like fine but so far there hasn't been i haven't been like at work or looking after my daughter and someone's popped the head around the door and i'm going you've injected you, you've injected <laughs> yeah but you've injected yourself with something you've actually injected synthetic mrna into your body yeah with limited trials i know but i've taken so many fucking yeah that, that, mean. That, that's that's all right so my, my problem isn't with a cashless society or people having a vaccine yeah it's when you're lied to to do them things, that's where my I have a problem. But I wasn't lied to because they said this is what we think this will do, and I was like, right, okay. And they came up with it in a year. I was like, okay, well, it's not going to be the most. I don't think thing they, they come up with it in a year. I think they came up with it in like thirty years. I, th- I, I think. So I think, you think that this has they, been a pre-planned thing for for a while? So you think this has been like a coordinated? Uh, but if they came up with movement. it thirty years ago, why didn't they? Test or or it? they started playing with these things? Sure. Since subst- like you, you can actually. Check this out. So sure. mRNA vaccines didn't appear last year. Yeah. They'd been played with before with things yeah. like Zika. So they are, they're a technology that, although it's novel, yeah. it's not that novel. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's the idea of it's not novel yeah, anyway. Yeah, of course, of course. Do you know course. what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. my belief, again, is that this whole pandemic has mm-hmm. been exacerbated to the point where it's allowed them to implement. It's been politicised. Oh, totally, I it's agree. It's been politicised. Right, um, and I think the vaccination is part of a political agenda. I don't actually think it's about. But what's the? I, again, I don't understand. If uh, it'd be, I wish we could put the Klaus Schwab video on now. It's like a minute long. It, it just, it just summarises it for me. I, I think Bingo. what's, I think what's interesting though is when you say um, uh, vaccine and political agenda. I think uh, that the vaccine hasn't been the the vaccine came first and it became politicised because the way that. I think the way that politics works is that people are very good at latching well, onto anything. Here's one for you. Here's one for you, boys. Flu vaccines for years and years and years. Exactly, and years. but not everyone takes them. So this is the thing. And flu vaccines aren't mRNA. So can I give you as a dead basic run through on vaccines? Sure. This, is, this is a layman's terms. Great. And also there'll be people watching this who will go, "You're not a scientist. Forget you appealing to authority, right? If you're injecting yourself with something, the legal definition of informed consent means you need to be able to understand it at some level. Yeah. To okay. practice informed consent you have to have some knowledge so this is just this is like bleeding 15 year old science we're going to talk about okay. so basically vaccination 
And again, this is why it's grey area whether that's even a vaccination you've had based on the normal definition of a vaccination. Got a card instead okay. of vaccination. Really. Yeah, it does say that, but yeah. but let, let, let me just let me just throw some things at you that you haven't heard, all right? Sure, so, sure. so how a vaccination works is by creating an immune response. Yep. Okay, typically. So in, in the normal narrative, right, the flu jab, they take a piece of flu, the flu virus, yeah, yep. let's call it the flu virus, and the, the attenuator is the word they use, they weaken it, right? Yep. So if I inject you with that flu virus, guess what happens? Fuck all, okay? Mm-hmm. The only reason you create an immune response is because they attach something to it to create the immune response. And in most vaccines, it's aluminium hydroxide or aluminium phosphate. So they're called the adjuvant. So it's actually the aluminium adjuvant that your body kicks off at and says, why is that in my bloodstream? So how the, how the immune system works, in, in very simple terms. It's like having a Macca's when you're afterwards they, in the body. They, <laughs> they, inject, they inject you with this little strand of synthetic attenuated virus. Yeah. Okay, but they attach something toxic to it. So when it goes into the body, the immune system, the adaptive immune system, it bypasses your innate immune system, which isn't natural. Anyway, it goes into your body. Your adaptive immune system says, oh my God, this motherfucker here, yangs around with aluminium, aluminium's not good for me. Let's build antibodies to fight that particular strain of virus. All right? So that, that's, that's your standard vaccine. Sure, all right? sure. Hear me out. Is that definitely true about the al- aluminium thing? It's 100%. That's why the aluminium's in there. But if I'm Otherwise, not, it wouldn't be in there. But if I'm not going to turn into Jeff Goldblum out of the fly, <laughs> then who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I guess as long I as give it a works, fuck. I give a fuck. But what, what's the downside of it? I, I don't know. We're going to find out in long, longer terms, aren't we? I like, see. Like I said, let me just question, let yeah, me just yeah, add sure, something sure. right here, say, we've had COVID, was mm-hmm. it that bad? No. Was it that bad to you? Not Prince Charles got it. He was fine. No, but so, a lot of so, people got it and died. So, so what? Yeah, people did get it and die, but also people are getting the vaccine and dying, but it's potentially being covered up. Well, I mean, so I, I see what you mean. we don't actually know. Right now, it's hard to... Pl- this. My point is, I might have my so they're opinions. covering up vaccine deaths. Is my, 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 so do you know what the yellow card system is? No, go on. No, so that's where you report vaccine injury. Have you ever looked at the yellow card system? No. no. So we pulled swine flu vaccines off for like 12 deaths. Go on, just go on the government website, type in yellow card, gov. It's a government website. Yeah, yeah. Now the problem you've got with the yellow card system is... you. But isn't that percentage scale? So if you're, if you're looking at the swine flu thing, it's a percentage of, like, if it's 12 and you've given it to 100 people, that's a huge percentage if you've given it to millions of people and you've got like a hundred yeah 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 so it's 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 risk benefit so that that's that's for people to make themselves but you're you haven't made that decision you haven't practiced informed consent you should have known about all the stuff i'm talking about today to sit back and go all right well i will get it well it's worth i think think that you can give informed consent you can agree to something if we bring up the legal definition of informed consent to practice informed consent you have to know both sides of a debate to be informed on any topic you have to understand both sides but you do that throughout your life you do that every single day on like a thousand things a day yeah you you haven't studied the but also, who gives a fuck? That's 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 part so, of the social so contract. When, I don't understand when, how Wi-Fi works, when, but I'm when, like, I'll, I'll use it. And if someone turns around and goes, "That was giving you cancer," I'd be like, you know what? It was very useful. You might moderate your use, though, mightn't you? So for me, I still use Wi-Fi. Absolutely not. I still, that, I still use Wi-Fi. <laughs> no way. Well, some, well, some, pe- some people might. Some people are more health conscious. That's their right. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm health conscious to a degree. Well, so yeah, I think yeah. I don't want to inject myself with synthetic RMA. But, no, but I, nobody's forcing you to. I no, think but as well. I'm be, I'm, what, 
what, what we are, be, so it's all I say, no one's forcing you to, but yeah. we're being coerced to do it. I sure. definitely agree with that. So, I mean, so that's not that's not cool. That's not one meant of to the happen. things. So legally, that's so, not moral. But you've I, you've gone you've gone and looked at the information and, and you've said this is my choice and this is my decision. Um, so beyond that, you're not being. Well, what I would so, say. Is, so, so let me just challenge that. So, so okay. if if my my siblings live in Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's say in six months' time they open up their international borders and say you can't come in because you're not double jabbed. Yeah. So, so this is the problem I've got. Is when wh- I was in Germany recently, I couldn't go into a cafe because I wasn't double jabbed. Well, like, like that. That is a problem. That's so a, that's a medical apart. Let me quickly say, and if the vaccine works, why are the unvax? Why are they vaccinated? Let why me are they worried about. Let me quickly say a couple of things. First of all, is I'm pro-vaccine but I'm anti-vaccine passport. So I think that you should always be, um, you know, people should be encouraged to get it. The minute that people are being punished to get it by saying, okay, so you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't do that, I'm dead against that. Secondly, what I would say as well is it it's all right, me and you, two incredibly fat, lazy fuckers, going well. If it if it gives us medical problems, as long as I can talk for twenty minutes, I don't care. Yeah. Whereas if you were a professional athlete, that's why with a lot of the footballers, like like when they were saying that footballers, uh, you, you, it was kicking off footballers aren't getting jabbed and all this stuff. It's like yeah, because if they spend their entire lives trying to get like. A one percent. Lance gain. Armstrong's there, going, "Come on, guys, I'm telling you, it's absolutely great." <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but but I mean, I get because like, like you're a professional athlete, yeah, and what? Let's have it right. The risk to them is zero to none. But it's I, very but minimal. I say, imagine, you, I imagine you, for you, if let, let's say, for example, uh, haven't you had the vaccine? But then they realised in a couple of years' time or whatever that it, it diminishes your strength or your endurance by two percent. Now, for you. That's like a career-defining fucking, you know, parameter, isn't it? That could change your whole career. That could, you know, that could be the difference between being a world title winner or or being somebody who loses a contract. Whereas for us, what, we take a microphone? (laughs) It's going to be a bit harder. Here's a question for you, right? Would you give, let's say next month, the the, the government comes out and says, right, we're giving six months old to the COVID job. Would you just be like, yeah? We're giving what? Sorry, we're giving six month olds the COVID job. How quickly would you take your child in for that job? Yeah, I'd straight have, away. I'd, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, would you? I do a bit of reading around it. Uh, well, I mean, this this is my issue. Where would you do your reading? Where would you look? Uh, probably the NHS website would be the first. Okay, so or, what? This this is what you, this is where you've got to sit back and go, okay. What information is coming through what channels? So information's being censored on social media. People are posting about their vaccine injuries, and it's getting deleted as as like a, you know a cope. Well, that's their that's their own anecdote. They yeah. should be allowed to explain their story. So we've got censorship in one side, yeah. and then we've got a narrative. So it, recently in, in Ireland, I've seen a couple of doctors were struck off. They had the medical license revoked for saying that this vaccine does not need to be given to children. Like yeah. there's no justification, there's no risk to children. We don't use children as a shield for Isn't adults. Isn't it the transmission though? Yeah, but that, that's so health to me as individual, right? If if self isolating works, then why do I need to do it? If you stay home, mm-hmm. but like on that's that, on you to stay home. If your vaccine works, why do I need one? So we've got these, we've got these. But like I'd like my daughter to have a relationship with her grandparents without 
her having a lot a high potential of well, killing what, them. Well, but, but what about what 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 if in five years time it comes out that there is long term health problems associated with mRNA technology? Well, that's think, exactly the same. She's had she's had a variety of jabs and vaccinations since she's been born, and you yeah, have to go through the, life the, like I, the, this is I've, not, had this, all, I've had all them jabs. Yeah, this is not the first vaccination. No, no. Like, so like, this is not the first vaccination I've had either. But you have to go through like most things in life are done are done on articles of faith. Because you don't have time to become a PhD level in everything. So you have to take the information you're given and you have to move on and you have to deal do, with the... Do you remember the, thalidomide? Yes. So do you know how long thalidomide stayed on the shelf after the, the alarm was raised? I don't know. Five years. Right. Five years of women going, those drugs deform my child now. You were stressed. You had stress, love. It wasn't thalidomide. So this is this is what I'm saying. If you, if you just Google top 20 payouts from Big Pharma, sure. it will straight away make you go, fucking hell. But like a minute ago, we were saying, look, that, you know, people are now saying water bottles can give you cancer. That's life. Like everything you go on, you you learn and you, you carry on and people work things out and we, we change our society. Like we don't have leaded petrol anymore. Of course like we we're don't. We're moving towards uh, electric. We're like, we don't make pipes out of lead and things because yeah, so, so that doesn't mean well, like the people well, who did... It's, it's all yeah, that. no, yeah, but but I'd rather not be the person who did. I'd rather practice caution. So I didn't get to this before, but we talked about how normal vaccines work in, in layman's terms. Sure. When we look at the COVID vaccine or the M mRNA ones, yeah. so in, in a nutshell, unlike the other vaccines, they're not injecting you with a piece of COVID, right? They're in in injecting you with something called, well, in sy synthetic mRNA, okay? Right. okay? So your body uses mRNA as a, as a form of messaging. It's a way your cells can communicate and it's a way for your nucleus to give your cells instruction. Yeah. Okay? So they're injecting you with, like, all this synthetic mRNA and then they're using, like, a, lim a lipid nanoparticle, which is the delivery system. This injects it into the cytoplasm of your cell. It makes its way into your nucleus, right? And then it gives your cell instructions to create the, the spike protein. Okay, that's how this vaccine works. That fills the body with spike proteins. We're seeing more emerging science now saying, actually, what makes COVID so toxic is the spike protein. So when the science is always changing, I certainly don't think it's smart to stick a six-month-old baby or a 12-year-old kid yeah. in the final line. If you, if you want to experiment on yourselves, great. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. Sure. I'm against the vaccine. I'm against me right being like, Offered to, you, you want to go here, you want to go there, take this injection. I'm against that. I'm not against people taking an injection. But it's, kind of, it's the same as, it, it's kind of a similar argument to climate change, isn't it? Because I don't, I'm not a climate scientist, but I do, I've been told, and I take it as an article of faith, that the climate is changing and we need to stop doing that. So people ask me to change my lifestyle in, in ways that do inconvenience me. I'm happy to do it, but I'm doing it on an article of faith. I'm doing it because informed people have told me this is happening and going, that scans fine. I'll stop using plastic this way. I'll modify my behaviour in that way for the greater good. But I'm not going to sit down and become a top-level climate scientist. You don't have to. I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not pretending to be a vaccine expert either. I'm trying to be informed. Yeah, that's it. I'm not asking you to be a climate scientist. But like, we started. You, and, we started. And by the way, not using plastic and injecting yourself with something. We shouldn't compare them. Mm. We shouldn't like that's yeah. not fair. You you didn't just stop using plastic. You injected yourself with something. Yeah. That's okay. I'm not saying it's a problem. Sure. But it's not the same as not using plastic. There's a, well, it's, there's it's potentially it, it, didn't death. it didn't inconvenience me in okay, any well, way. I'll, I'll tell you what, right? There's a there's a there's a, a doctor called Doctor Stephen Wright. Yeah. Okay, he's 32. He died like the day after taking the vaccine. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I spoke to his wife. 
she's been at many of the protests we've been to and stuff. So what you've got to do is accept that there is oh, a reality of risk. I didn't know that you've been to protests. Have you been to protests? I've been to loads of protests, especially. Oh, the sure. I'm not saying that there isn't a risk, but there's a risk with everything. Yeah, of it's, course it's it is. So what? what but, but 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 the problem is, is we don't know the risk. So we know the risk of COVID to me is zero to none. To your baby, it's zero to none. Yeah. Okay, even to be Prince Charles got it. He was all right. Boris got it. He stayed home. So so well, it's not. It's clearly not. I and mean, if we're talking about sort of googling things and, and looking at evidence, it's not zero to none. There for me, it is. For me, I said for me and a six-month-old baby, it is zero to none. Okay. No, it is. That's the truth. Okay. That's the truth. Right. Okay. So it's ninety-nine plus percent fatality my, rate for someone. All right, they told me I was at risk with my asthma, but I've, like I said, I think I had something in November 2019, but I wouldn't say I've socially distanced at all for the last two years. My line of work hasn't had to stop because I'm involved in elite sport and education. I've I've been fine. I haven't died. My, Do you know what I mean? So it's clearly low enough that I've gone about my business and it hasn't affected me. Okay. My so, thing was, because I'm, so I'm double jabbed. Um, I wasn't in a particular rush to get it or anything like that because I'd had COVID and I was fine. And I was like, well, I've got the antibodies, so I'm not really sure why I'm doing this. But Another um, thing that bugs me is this idea that natural immunity is now being removed from the scientific realm. So, you like, they actually changed some stuff on the WHO website that you can have a look at. So, herd well, immunity used to involve natural immunity and yeah. I'll change in the definition well my thing was is and and this is what sort of changed changed my mind as it were I really I, I felt like there was no risk to me I've had it I've got the immunity I think I'm going to be fine right mm -hmm. and then um my my partner her mum is um what you would call sort of severely immunocompromised yeah. um and something like for her something like covid would be deadly. So it wouldn't be a no percent to, you know, slim to non chance. Yeah, it's like it'd be a sort of, really big fucking problem. Like it'd be a huge problem. So it would be a problem for her, for example, if you had it and it wasn't going to kill you, but if you gave it to her. Yeah, yeah so that's that's why so it's great that, that she can isolate or stay home. Well, that was... Well, that's the beauty so of this is individual my, health choices. Sure, sure. Lockdowns, books, quarantining, and vaccines. So, they work, they so, work, regardless of what so I do. So here's the thing. If so, you do them. So here's the thing, though, is it's not really about that because uh, let's say I had something, and I didn't know because I've been double-jabbed, um, and I uh, gave it to my partner, and she didn't know, well, my partner's not going to not see her mum again. Like, mm. like she's not going to do that. So for me, I thought, like, if I ever get, if, if I ever got something, gave it to my partner who gave it to her mum, then I'd feel awful about that. Well, you can still do that after you've had the job, can't you? Totally, yeah. But it's about mitigating. So, so I'd feel a lot less bad. Let's say, for example, if you had something now that you didn't know, uh, you didn't know about, and then you gave it to me, and then I gave it to her, and then she gave it to her mum, and then her mum passed away. Now, I, I obviously, it'd be awful, awful, but I wouldn't feel responsible because I'd go, well, I've done all I can do. Taken steps. I've, I've, I've done everything that I can do in order to make sure that the people who are around me and the people that matter to me are safe. That's that, And, and so, therefore, if something then happens on top of that, then it happens because sometimes... 
shit happens in life and you can't control it. Yeah, it's but, like you can still die in a car accident if you've got so, airbags and a seatbelt, but totally, it doesn't mean don't bother having Totally. If, if, if you weren't wearing a seatbelt and you went straight through, then it's like, you know, well, you could have helped yourself. But when I'm doing all these gigs and I'm travelling around the country and you're performing to thousands of people a week and stuff like that, like, you know, there is a, a genuine chance that I might pick yeah, something. Yeah, I, I just think that's partly, like, something that, that has been used to, to push these agendas is public health. For me, health should be individual. You're responsible oh, yeah, for your own health. I agree if quar- with you. If quarantines work... Sure, but society is an agreement of individuals to live together and to behave and I just, practice in I just a way feel like it's double harm. standards, though. It's like, it's like, you know, you've got to do this to protect everyone else, but if you don't do it, then we're going to take this well, from you. I agree with you. Well, it's not it's taking from you. So your example, you know, not being allowed in a cafe, right? That's the cafe owner's informed consent. They have no, they, they have the ability to No, look it's at the, the law. Same. No, he could get fined for letting me in. It was the law. He, he said, I, I, I'd rather okay, just well let you in. That's it's society's informed consent then. Like, they don't want to let you in there. If Politi- made politicians made that decision, not society. Sure. Politicians. But, but wasn't it the let's case? have it right. I mean, maybe, let's have it right. M- maybe not society I, making a decision. M- maybe I... I'm wrong with this, or maybe that I'll get some flack for this, but wasn't there a thing recently with a Christian bakery who refused to do a custom cake? It's the gay cake. It wasn't recently. It was ages ago. Was it? Yeah, we can't get into this. It's been done on so many comedy podcasts. We can't go from COVID to gay cakes. No, no, but I think that there is a... So so, so what actually happened in the end? Was it that they got successfully sued or that they didn't have to? I I can't remember. But anyway, for me, it's a similar sort of thing in the in the like, you know, the business, you know, having a choice to serve who it serves. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the same sort of. So I mean, I tend to. I, look I at, agree with that. I well, I tend to look at like uh, uh, again. I'm pro vaccine, but above that, I'm pro choice. Yeah, so, pro-choice so I don't think it's reasonable for me to expect that everyone that I come into contact with has to have been double jabbed yeah. to protect somebody that I might come into contact with. I don't think it's reasonable. But Especially when the jab doesn't stop transmission. I think that's the best bit. It's like we're having all these conversations about taking the jab to do X, Y, and Z. It doesn't but claim to do for, that. But for me personally... And, 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 the only, and the only way it's meant to stop transmission, right, is by reducing your symptoms. But f- right? f- for me, so most people don't have symptoms. I, I try and so have. I try asymptomatic, and have. that means asymptomatic well, spread is literally not a thing, with, really. And with stuff like this, I try to have, like, a, a an underlying sort of moral idea that underpins everything. And for me, I think it's... Christ, why? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can sound clever. Um, so and my thing is, is that you should be allowed to do what you want with your own body. So if you want to go home and just fucking, you know, inject loads of heroin into your fucking eyeballs, yeah. you should be allowed to because they're your fucking eyeballs. Probably wouldn't let you on an aeroplane if you'd done that either. I've seen a few people on smack up on yeah. the plane before. I, I, don't, I don't think you can Yeah, go you want to get to Liverpool to Amsterdam, fly. I don't, I, off the plane. I, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think you can go to Australia in that circumstance but either. I also think as well, for me, it's the same thing as uh, abortion. So, oh uh, God! <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm off. But 
But, you know the whole thing in Texas where they've gotten rid of that right? For me personally, it's your body. You do what you fucking want with it. And if if, if your choice is... It's informed consent, isn't it? It's like what? someone says, do you want to record a comedy podcast at 11 o'clock on a Friday morning? You go, that'll be a lot. You made your bed lying. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll have a cup I of tea in a McDonald's and we'll show up, we'll have a giggle. I think you'll find I never said comedy <laughs> podcast. I said I just podcast. assumed as you're a comedian. It would, no, oh, right. Absolutely not. Um, get into it. But yeah, my whole thing is you should be allowed to do you. Now, yeah, I, this, this is why they don't invite me on Newsnight or anything. I think, <laughs> I think that you should get a vaccine. I think yeah. that it's... Uh, I think that it's... I, I don't subscribe to the idea that they're using it to control the world and stuff. I think it's just a vaccine. Well, yeah, again, what's what's the motivation? But that, that's all right. Those if they can print money, they don't yourself. need... If they can print money and they're well, just, above uh, that, then they don't... Like I said, the fourth industrial revolution is about genetically editing humans. It's not my revolution. I thought I it was about robots. I heard it, I heard it from it someone else. robots and living on Mars. I, I heard it from someone else, but mate. We're all just the, speculating at the this thing point. Of course is, we're speculating. Well, so human beings are dicks. We should probably be modified. Wipe a few of them off anyway. Okay, yeah. so the thing is, as well, though, is I always think, like, with these sort of, like, the powers that be above and stuff like that, I always but think, who like... who are we talking well, about? Well, this is it. It's a I good always, question. I always yeah. think that... It is a good there are powers that be. There are hidden hands. Of course but, there are. But who are they? Like, <sighs> We'd all love to know. It's the big question. Well, I just don't think that... I, I, yeah, I'm not... Then we're talking about it again, like, faith. We're talking there are, you know, people behind the curtain or whatever. I think there are. I really don't. I That's think, all right. That's like I, I think. I think you. Um, the thing is, I think people who believe in people behind the curtain have a great deal more faith in humanity than I do, because you think <laughs> if we could just get behind the curtain and go, get your fucking hands off those levers, <laughs> we'd be fine. Whereas I, I think we'll be think in a better place. I think this is just what happens with human beings in a in a space. I don't think. I don't think there's any curtain. I think everything is in plain sight. Um, I mean, it, the, the truth is definitely in plain sight, from, from my, even from my well, if perspective. If it's in plain sight, then who are we talking about? You keep going, it's plain sight, but well, then they're behind I'm the saying curtain. the truth's in plain sight. Is there a person who's in plain sight? I'll give you an okay. example. I feel like, look at Jimmy Savile. He was a, a paedophile in plain sight. Jesus. He was a paedophile in plain sight, <laughs> weren't he? And look at how well it was covered up, what he did. And look at who he rubbed shoulders with. It wasn't, look, that, it wasn't that well covered up. In terms well, it, of, it, yeah. it, it, well it, it was because it, it carried on and he was given access to vulnerable children. Sure. So by, by, by the government... Yeah. By political powers, well, he used to take political pe- political pol- well politicians, well, by, sorry, by, largely by uh, television producers. Uh, Th- that as well, but largely a lot of po- political involvements as well. If you look at the stuff in Jersey and Hort de la Garonne, yeah. it's well documented which politicians went with him to Hort de la Garonne, <laughs> and there's lots of pictures of him with. Prince Charles is, is very close associate. Hey, but anyway, here's a quick Prince one. I'm sure, I'm, sh- the I'm sure they're all pretty nice people. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, it's easy to like laugh at it and say, oh, this person's behind the curtain. But yeah. there are people, a small number of people that's my, who that's have insane inspi- that's, amounts that's of wealth. That's job is just laughing at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, not think, do you not think it's reasonable? Let's yeah. say the all of the, the, say the top 50 most powerful rich people in the world yeah. collaborate. Do you, do you think it's reasonable that they talk to each other? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, do you think it's reasonable that they um, collaborate on things and chat to one another? And they... I would expect them to, yeah. Yeah, and they have a vested interest in... How in, society develops. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in sort of... They've well, re- I just don't think they're interested in that is necessarily nefarious. But, but, they, but they'd realise, they'd know yeah. that for them, for the top 50 or whatever... If they work together, they can control everything. Whereas yeah. if they work against one another, then some of you will win and some of you will lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes more sense for them to go, 
Yeah, let's all the, collaborate. This and is so just that's what I think of this, when I think of a behind. Can, can I add something to that, Freddie? That quickly, right? So again, this is speculation. Yeah. This is just it is documented. This, but how true it is, we don't know. But apparently, in seventeen hundreds, late seventeen hundreds, yeah. there was a meeting held in Germany, and it was Dusseldorf or somewhere like that, right? And it was put together by a guy called Adam Weishaupt. And he put it together on behalf of the banking dynasties. Yeah. And apparently they all met and had this conversation, like, why are we working against each other when we can work collectively? Well, the meeting so, wasn't particularly effective as then the entire world went to war shortly after that. Yeah, but there's actually... <laughs> so these people profited from the war together. So these people profit from wars. They didn't, they, they, they didn't pit themselves against each other. You only have to look at, like... Did they um, benefit from the financial collapse post-First World War? Massively, yeah. Because what you got to remember is, right, so... Here's how the banking system works in a nutshell. We've got the Federal Reserve and other banks like that, right? Yeah. When the when when we invade, well, not we when the invasion of Iraq began, the American Federal Reserve loaned billions of pounds to the government to then buy arms. Who are they buying arms off? The same people who were in this conversation. Yeah. It was actually the Bin Laden relatives of the Bin Laden. So. Yeah, they, they profit massively from these I don't the think industrial complexes, aren't they? But, it's an industrial military industrial think, complex. I don't think necessarily that if you have a group of people like that, I don't think necessarily their aim is to control what happens in the future. I think it's more about uh, seeing what happens and then how best to react to it. So not necessarily about control or anything like that, but about maybe... Like, how do we get the most out of this situation? That, that, that's how I used to see it two-thirds of my life. Now I see it as if these people look at it and go, how can we engineer or how can we capitalise on a crisis to create the response we want? It's called the Hegelian dialect. But you're saying they're printing money anyway, so what's the response they want other than just chaos? Control. We, we, we've had this conversation, right? Yeah. They print money to control people. That's it. You, you keep asking me like that, like that's some fantasy idea. No, that's quite, quite no, no, reasonable. No, it's not a fantasy it's quite idea. quite reasonable. No, no, I'm saying, uh, yeah, but I'm just saying, you're saying they print money to control people, I get that. So what do they need to do other things for? I don't know, I'd love to know. Because we're I, saying we're doing... What the, so we so, so you tell it, right. No, the, the, we, said, we started off by saying that they're doing this to make money. No, I didn't. I didn't I said, no, I didn't say that. I never said that. I said the people at the you top... You said it was a pyramid. hundred billion contract, which is more than we spend at the NHS. So someone's making money out that, so people yes, are making so, money. So you have the so people... The exchange the, of money so you, on one level can I, can I repeat what I, Can I re repeat what I said earlier? Can sure. I repeat what I said earlier? Imagine like a pyramid. The top of the pyramid prints the money, yeah? yeah? In order to control the behaviour of the people lower down the pyramid, currency is used. Yeah. Yeah? That's, does that make sense? Yes, it does. I just don't know what the other behaviour, like, like locking people up, or why are you bothered, like, getting a contract for PCR if you can print money? So the people the 100 who, billion is the, pointless. The, the, the people who print the money yeah. want to change behaviour. The PCR testing is part of this behaviour change. But why they are they looking... To, but what is the motivation for the change, change in behaviour? I don't know. I'm, I can only guess. But if there's no motivation, if you can't work out a motivation, that's the, that's the key to everything, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. To work out why is. something is happening in one way, and if there 100%. are various... If there are pressures on something, you have to work out what the motivations of those so pressures if, are. So if Klaus Schwab was here now, I'd ask him or, or, why did he want to genetically edit humans. I would ask the question. If you got his number, then we can get him, uh, I would, I would get him on. I would we'll ask be on the, the podcast next week. Um, Klaus Schwab. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm speculating. I've admitted this. I am speculating. I don't know the motive. Well, that's the I can only... I can only. But why won't hypothesize. you speculate on a motive? Why would I? So what? What do no, you mean? Why won't you speculate on a motive? Because I am spec. I I did. I, I told you. Like 
listening to people like Klaus Schwab talk about genetic editing. Yeah. That 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 is why does he want to do that? I don't know. He didn't say why. Okay. He didn't say why, mate. But that these are the reasons why I said they're gonna mandate vaccines next year. Could the reasons for him behaving like this be positive? Could he maybe edit could people be. to cure maybe they could be, but it would have been well, be nice. Suffering it would have been nice that. if he was honest and said, "This is why you're going to take this vaccine," and maybe they hadn't capitalized well, or politicized. Perhaps when a did crisis. you say? When did you say that he said it? Was it 2015? That yeah, you said? It was the actual interview. So the thing is, is like when I think of genetic engineering and stuff, I think of. Um, uh, making it so that uh, people are less susceptible to diseases and stuff like that, or making sure that people uh, don't have physical ailments and stuff like that, you know, making sure that people's limbs are grown and they're nice and strong and straight and, you know, things like that. So, for example, we worked with a a comic uh, over last night with cerebral palsy, and Mm. I imagine that genetic engineering would be about stopping him from like, you know, de- developing, <laughs> developing that. You wondered for a second where that was going, wasn't it? Um, stopping him from developing that, whatever it is, you know, that he developed that made it so that he has cerebral palsy. I am dancing around a very hot flame, aren't I? But you get what, what, what I mean? mean is, uh, in the future, we might be able to cure diseases. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I, I know. I really I, danced around the issue with that, no and it just got, I went further and further down the I, rabbit I, hole. I don't question the ability for these things to be used in a positive way. I'm not right. quite. I know, I know that. Yeah, how, but they can also be used nefariously. How would you n- use them nefariously? What would you? Use I don't them for? know the true motive, but you know, I can see where they want to take society. They want to digitize society. Potentially, they want genetically edited humans. I don't know what the benefit is of that because. I've no idea. Well, presumably, like we like we just said, the benefit of that could be the the end to disease. It could be that, or it could be they want less people in the world. It could, could be, be, but a. like going back to look, you mentioned nine eleven to to kick off with. Obviously, that was an absolute disaster. But should we have never experimented with aviation because down the line someone was going to crash a plane into a building? No, never said that. I see what you. No, mean, I know. Though. I know you haven't said that, but that's. That's, that's, not a, that's, that's not how I see any of That's a anyway. question that I'm asking generally in terms of my asking questions. Like, if we're going to move on, we're going to do things, why do we have to concentrate on the nefarious? Are you if we said we don't understand a motive for people, for people being nefarious, then why do, we, why do we fall on that side? Why are we not going, oh, we could be curing disease and that sort of thing? Just to quickly sort of take it in a different tangent, are you for or against vaccine passports? What is in people being able to go places? Uh-huh. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. So I think that the, not pe- people can go places, but are you? How do you feel about the idea of having to present your are you medical? Because under the law, your medical information is protected. Yeah. So it's actually protected. You don't have to give your medical information to someone. Sure. So how do you feel about that being retracted and having to basically show your papers? Well, whenever it would, you go it would somewhere? depend on the. It would depend on the reason. It would have to be on a case-by-case case basis. Well, let's, well, they want to generalise it to the whole world, don't they? It's happened in France, Italy, Germany at the moment. Right. And whether we have another lockdown or we join in the med- medical apartheid, I don't know what's going to happen next, but mm. um, how, do you, how do you feel about that whole I think situation? If there were options, Everybody, it's a blanket policy. I think if there are options on the table and they range from lockdowns to vaccine passports, I think when the death figures and the infection figures get to a certain level we have to make a decision between what the options are. And if vaccine passports is one of those, and it turns out at the time that that is a better option for the economy and the general populace than going into another lockdown, um, that is a decision we've, for our elected uh, representatives to make. We've, we've got some uh, quick questions for you on the um, uh, from our listeners. 
Stephen Moore says, I will not be letting my children get the vaccine, but do you think the government might implement a rule where where, where only vaxxed children can go to school? 100%. I said this prior to all this kicking off. You think? So yeah, yeah, I think they're going to do it. I think they already be, do it in some countries anyway. Well, I think it'd be such suicide, political suicide to do that. I don't think they ever will. I think they're going to try it. I think there's a lot of stuff they're going to try. It's all about gauging how we react, because we do have the power. Well, they have done an awful lot of that, haven't they, where they've gone, oh, this might happen, and they just sort of see what... And then yeah, people go, oh, don't let that happen. I, I then sh- they go, oh, maybe not. Maybe I shared not. something literally just on my way down here, and I just got two newspaper from pages. One was from last year. One million jabbed already. 15 million jabs to freedom. So this was all about, we've only got to jab the elderly and the vulnerable and we can all have our Yeah, but that out. was... Back to today. Today's paper saying, we've got the boosters. Now we just need people to roll well, their sleeves up I and mean, get, get boosted for the freedom. To, so it's like, to be the goalposts is just moved and moved and moved and moved every time. To be fair, I but don't... But then um, I knowledge don't, develops, doesn't it? But I don't yeah, think that's... Yeah, I just find that funny. I don't think that that's about uh, the goalposts moving necessarily. I think it's... Because it was the Daily Mail that said 15 million jabs to freedom originally, wasn't it? I think it's just them trying to sell papers. No, I mean, they are quoting yeah. politicians. That's Boris stands up there saying, pretty much preaching all this stuff before okay. they, they don't just print it out of thin air. But in terms of people's understanding of something in 2021 is going to be different to their understanding of things in 2019. We're going to, our understanding is going and to be And this different. is why it's safer to wait, especially where the kids are involved. Well, not, necess- then we're going to not find necessarily, out, because we? if if you wait and it turns out, you know, there, turns is, a, out what, there, COVID? Is, a, there is a negative effect on children... Uh, and our society. Well, we'd already know. We'd so already know. Take, you've got to take the information you have. You've got to make the decision. Well, we, and you've so, got to move from forward. the information we've got, COVID poses little to no risk to children. It, it, it no one's disputing this. Mm-hmm. Neither side, even the JVCI, the Joint Vac- the, the JCVI, the Joint Committee on Vaccinations and Immunisation. What about something? They like, said we can't say vaccinate children because there's no way Ian, to justify What about justify something like health. long COVID or something like that? Again. Do you know how little science actually exists on that? Oh, minimal, I mean, minimal science. I, mean, I, I agree, but there's a um, there is a risk there. Though, there's still. a risk there, but there's minimal science on it, so that wouldn't mitigate vaccinating all the I, children. I'll tell you what I think is. Yeah. I tell you what I think. Really, just wouldn't. No scientist can sit here honestly and say, "Well, that's no, a good. That's a good benefit." To be fair, benefit. no scientist is sitting here. Luckily, it's two clowns and an <laughs> another clown. Um, there's three right, clowns. Very quickly, there's another one here. Uh, Joe Piers says, uh, "What will you do?" if they make it mandatory to be vaccinated to fight? To be honest, I'm open to fight in April. I've had a couple, I broke my jaw two years ago, next month. Um, I would, there's nothing, like for me now, having come, to the re, having come to the belief, so this is just my belief system, that there's a set of agendas to implement between 20 and 30. I cannot get into those agendas now unless I'm convinced otherwise that there's not some nefarious agenda. Okay. And I believe there is. So I'm not going to say I'll... F- there's no... But you don't know what it is. You've I don't I don't know exactly what it is, but I've, I've seen enough to believe it's there. So on my podcast in 2019, I talked about Jeffrey Epstein. Obviously, no one had heard of Jeffrey Epstein sure. at this point. I knew all about him. I knew who he rubbed shoulders with. I knew what his oh. job was to supply kids to the elite and all this stuff. And then that all came out in the mainstream. He's had meet, six meetings with Bill Gates. I guess, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> like, guess though... You've got to, you've got so, to ask more questions, but, I think, mate. I guess the thing is, though, is like... So if they say to you, like you're contracted with UFC, yeah? No, I'm not with UFC. So I'm, I'm with a company called Brave. So, you, so Brave, Brave currently, they contract staff. So if you work for Brave, you have to be vaccinated. So, right. Oh, really? But not to fight for them. 
Oh, okay. So all the people who work for the organisation must be vaccinated. So if they gave you your opportunity for your dream for a, a mass, a big title shot that's a huge payday for you, seven figure sum or whatever. He's asking, uh, would you eat a cup of shit for hundred thousand <laughs> <laughs> So basically, it's why it's called brave. Basically, right? I'll, I'll answer the question. Maybe not for a hundred grand, but maybe for a million. Okay. I'd eat the cup of shit knowing that eating shit could give me real bad stomach problems and make me shit myself and make yeah. me quite ill. But I still wouldn't take the mRNA job until it's been knocking around for like five years. Okay. Okay. Um, so here's a good one from uh, Colin Hagen. Um, he says, uh, and, and this is with regards to vaccine passports, tell me how you make sense of the fact a bar manager can get the doorman legally to refuse you entry to a venue because you are carrying a knife or wearing Gola trainers, like those two are equivalent. They, they are absolutely uh, equivalent. <laughs> well, any doorman will know if you're wearing Gola trainers, you're probably carrying but, a knife. But hasn't got... Although there's a thing with in Liverpool, isn't there, with, with Hugo Boss, isn't there? Like, you're wearing yeah. Hugo Boss, you're not, not fucking in. coming in. Um, Is that right? Yeah, it's it did like happen for a while. I don't know if it's stopped now. They've got a bit... I was in was Liverpool thing. Town Centre yesterday. They've got a huge Hugo Boss shop, which is yeah. pissing in the wind if you're not allowed. <laughs> have, you, um, have you heard about the, the footballer Ali Sissoko trying to get in? Obviously uh, into not. A night? This is so funny. So, are you a football fan? A little bit. So, so there's a bit. footballer uh, who played left-back for um, Liverpool maybe about 10, 12 years ago. Mm. His name was Ali Sissoko. Uh, that's all you really need to know. Okay. He's in the uh, he's, he's queuing up to get into a nightclub in Liverpool, uh-huh. and then there's a dude in the queue who's like, "You're fucking Ali Sissoko," <laughs> and he was like, "Yes, I am. Yeah." And he was like, "I'm not doing Ali Sissoko's accent. Um, it's Does French. He, he doesn't French. That's why." Okay. Yes, I am. We. Oui. Okay. Um, uh, and he said, "See, you're willing to pay the people of France more respect than the people of Liverpool." <laughs> <laughs> and he said, um, "He said, listen, like, he said, you don't need to fucking." queue up you don't need to queue up with us yeah. you just go to the front tell the bouncer that you're Ali Sissoko and they'll let you in and he was like oh okay so he got out of the queue and he walked up to the bouncer and went hiya um, I'm Ali Sissoko and the bouncer went I know you are mate and you're not coming in because you're fucking crap <laughs> just that was great <laughs> just thought what a beautiful fucking and it's such a shame because he'd gone to all the trouble of getting vaccinated and everything. To yeah, get in. and he's he, got, he only, got, got, he only got the vaccine on. to get in, and he didn't wear his favourite Hugo Boss. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyway, he says, he says, uh, tell me how a venue can refuse you entry to because uh, you're carrying a knife, wearing gold trays, but hasn't got the same rights to refuse admission when you can't prove your sweat or breath won't kill someone. So what he's saying, basically, in a roundabout way, is why is it all right that we can say you've got a knife or you're not wearing the right top or whatever, and that's all right, and we don't have a problem with that. But why do we draw the line at vaccine passports? I think that's an interesting question. Because the vaccine doesn't stop transmission. Simple answer. It's a simple answer. I don't, I don't get why people can't see this. If they were saying this vaccine means you can't spread COVID, then we'd have a discussion to have. But it, it doesn't change around. So, okay. yeah, this very simple question. If it there. did, would that change anything for you? Not for me, but it certainly changed how I approach this topic, this question. Wouldn't mean I run out and get the job, but it, it certainly would change how I process what's going on in my head. But no, it doesn't make sense. What his question doesn't add up. Okay. The vaccine doesn't stop transmission. It's a fact. And if you're out in a bar during COVID, that's your choice. If you're at such risk, stay home. Yeah. Stay home. What about the staff? Yeah, stay home. It's your choice. Well... I mean, some of them, like, what you could or, or, argue is Or get that, vaccinated and be protected. 
But get your vaccine and feel protected and stop worrying about what somebody I'm doing. could argue that like the staff that work there, they're not on like shit tons of money. Like they might be financially They want to talk to the lads who are printing the money and see if they can get one of those presses. Well, what 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 about the people who don't want the, the vaccine who are losing money? It's both sides, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mean I, I agree. And I, I said, don't think anyone should if the vaccine works, why does it matter what I do? It shouldn't. Sure. If you're protected, That's you've true. got your seatbelt on, don't worry if I'm wearing mine or not. Do you know what I mean? Well, we're worried about you going through the windscreen. Yeah. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, that was a bad one. But yeah, um, if I've got my raincoat on and it's pissing down, yeah, yeah, I'm not asked if you're wearing yours because I've got mine on, I've got my umbrella, I'll stay dry. But I think you also, um, uh, taking that analogy further, I think that you, therefore, you don't have the right to complain that you're wet. So if something happens, would you, would you offer like, me to get under your umbrella? Would you say, like, Bro- brother? Come yeah, I would let you under my umbrella, <laughs> like vaccinated or not. I don't care. So, so if you did catch COVID, yeah, then um, and let's say, for example, you had long COVID and you couldn't yeah. fight for two years or something yeah, like yeah. that, you lose the right to complain about that. I wouldn't complain anyway. That's my that's med- totally. that's medical freedom. Totally. And, and if someone gives me COVID, that's not their fault. Like I'm out in a in a public space. It's not all our jobs to go around panicking about passing on cold and flu. Well, to this people is why COVID. I think that like there's no sympathy for those people that end up like being like you know they're like oh, it's not a real thing or whatever, yeah. and then they end up in hospital with it, and it's like that's your fault. Yeah, you, you do realize yeah. COVID is not a high consequence infectious disease, don't you? Uh, in terms of. Just legally. Does what are you def- talking about? I've been locked indoors for eight <laughs> Exactly. But this, is what, this is what pisses me off. If you go on the government website, yeah. as of the 18th of March, it was downgraded. So it's not Ebola. We're not talking about Ebola. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah. talking about something with the mortality rate of cold and flu. Mm. Let's just be real about it. Yeah. Last, it's the truth. Last, last question on here. It better be, Freddie, because I'm, I'm going on an open top bus tour of Liverpool. Later <laughs> <laughs> it comes on. Uh, it comes from uh, John Hyam. Who's the better MMA fighter, uh, you or Paddy Pimler? I'm oh, presuming that's off. for you. That's for me. Uh, well, yeah. I think that we've, we have covered uh, enough uh, contentious topics from a position of complete ignorance, certainly I have this morning, uh, without my views on MMA. Do you, uh, have you ever watched an MMA? No, I haven't. No. You've never even watched MMA? No. You might enjoy it, you know, it's quite... Do you oh, know yeah, what? Sure, yeah. There's loads of things I haven't done that I'd probably enjoy. Do you know what? Yeah. I've t- I've tried to get into it. Yeah. I just can't. And I really like boxing, but I just whatever it is, just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Mm, just doesn't do it for me. It's n- just not my sport. I'm just I just I, it just doesn't come up in like generally um like sport things. It's 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 uh It's not easy accessible, is it either? No, no, I suppose the minute, not. But the it's... minute that grappling happens, I go, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like once you do not once once you start to see a little bit of it though it becomes better to watch obviously of mm. course yeah like any anything, like cricket yeah. like I don't know what the fuck's going on I, I used see, to I say the same but then I went to a cricket match and oh I, I hated it. it when I went to a cricket match I loved it. do you know what I went to see um it, it, it's the shortest what they call test match test yeah. shortest test match in history it, well it was it was England versus Sri Lanka and it was at Old Trafford. And England threw out Sri Lanka, whatever, for like bowled out Sri Lanka for like 80 runs, apparently, which is apparently incredibly low. And it's an amazing, oh my God, they're definitely going to win. And all that was left to happen now is England were to bat, Sri Lanka were to bowl, and uh, it, it's an inevitability that they will hit these 80 wickets. Yeah. And then it started raining very slightly. And apparently there's a rule in cricket where if it gets called off due to rain but the other side hasn't bowled six overs, 
And the whole thing gets cancelled as a draw. Yeah. And so Sri Lanka realised that the best way for them to win the game or, or to get something out of the game was just to hope to fuck that it rained. Yeah. And so I literally, for two hours, watched people just slow playing cricket and just looking up at the sky and going, <laughs> yeah, not quite yet. And that was it for two fucking hours. It was torturous. How much were the tickets? About 60 quid. Oh, okay, fair enough. Shocking. Was uh, the bar open, though? The bar was open, but Classic. pints were £6 something. Oh, dear. Yeah. Right. Before we go, very quickly, have you got anything that you want to plug? Garrett? Uh, yeah, I've got a book coming out uh, called Vaccines and You. Uh, <laughs> get on it. <laughs> which will be available on Kindle. Uh, no, I've, uh, I'm on. I've got. Actually, yeah, sorry, I do. I had a. <laughs> Well, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's too early in the morning. Um, I've got a new album out. It's called Smile. Uh, it's, it was recorded just pre-COVID. So, in these uh, where can you listen to it? Uh, everywhere. It's on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, wherever you can get uh, albums. You can either stream it or buy it. I will put a link to it on Spotify From in the eight, descriptions for YouTube. Eight hundred pound Gorilla Records will send you to their website, and then you click on the album, and it will give you whatever. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might listen to that on the way home. Is oh, it on Spotify no, now? Yeah, myself. Yeah. Oh, sweet! I'll check it out. It is good. It is very funny. It's very, very funny, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Particularly when I, uh, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got anything you want to plug, Dean? Not really, but what, 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 what I did enjoy was just having a conversation today, and I just think this needs to happen more. Yeah, it's always you know nice I mean? having a chat. I just think, like, for me, what's happening now, like, we go back to the 1940s and, like, people, it, it, we, we celebrated freedom, like, it was a massive thing, it was worth dying for. And I just feel like we've lost that sense of, like, what freedom actually is and, and its value. And I think the only way to that, to come back, is through conversations like this. And, like I said, we don't all have to agree, but we all need to be able to have a dialogue, don't we? I think definitely having a chat where you can walk into a conversation and you don't necessarily know someone else's position or if what or even your own position and just being able to hash things out is always a very valuable thing without people getting cross. That's it. And, and I do try my best to put myself in other people's shoes and that, that's the benefit of, of doing it. So look, my, my message to everyone is just talk about it. And again, as far as injecting kids with the COVID vaccine, I just think it's safer to wait. And that was that was the main message for me to get out there today was that like, I, don't, I just don't agree with you. And thank you both for coming yeah, on. It's been loads of fun. Me. And if you have enjoyed it, uh, sign up to the uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pigoted. Uh, you can get access to all the content and extra stuff and loads of stuff for literally £4 a month, a quid a week, and you help support the podcast. And there's loads of extra great stuff on there. So if you have enjoyed this, uh, uh, then sign up on there. We're also doing a new thing now where uh, people who are on the Patreon can ask guest questions like what we've done today. Uh, so if that sounds like the kind of thing that you want to get involved in, patreon.com forward slash pigative and pigative, pigoted, and you can uh, sign up for literally just a quid a week. Uh, cool. Other than that, Make sure you subscribe. See you next week. Bye. Cheers. This episode of Pigoted is sponsored by Taylor's Toys. Taylor's Toys are a sex toy company. They specialize in doing high quality sex toys that won't fall apart after one or two uses. Head over to taylorstoys.co.uk. Check out the amazing range that they've got on offer. And if you use the discount code Pigoted at checkout, you get yourself 10% off on all products. Taylor's Toys. Spice things up in the bedroom. Thank me later.